Hello, friends, and welcome to the very first edition of the Fantasy 15 here on Sound of the Loons. That's 15 for 15 minutes and 15 guys on your fantasy roster. My name is Steve McPherson, and I'm joined by Minnesota United sideline reporter Jamie Watson, and we're here to talk fantasy MLS. I got into MLS fantasy for the first time last year, and I have to say it went pretty well. I won both the spring and fall fixtures in the office league, and Jamie also played in that league. Right off the bat, let me tell you that you can join our league right now if you want to play along. It's a public league on MLSsoccer.com, and the name of the league is Fantasy XV. That's an X and a V for 15, MNUFC. So Fantasy XV MNUFC. So sign up and join up now. Generally, we'll be talking uh, 15 minutes at the start of the week uh, to go over what happened last week in MLS Fantasy, talk a little bit about the week coming up, highlight some tips and tricks to help you make the most of your lineup. Uh, we don't have any games this week to talk about. This is the first week of the season. So we're going to start by talking about MLS fantasy in general. Jamie, how's it going? <laughs> I told you to keep him away from the soundboard. You gave me a soundbar within <laughs> reaching distance, and you knew that the effects were going to come in handy. Steve, it is great to be doing this. We talked every Monday last year about how the week before went in fantasy so it only made sense that we set aside time, a couple microphones. We've got now some production value too, where we can hit this applause Don't, button when I have a great week. <laughs> when you have a bad week, we can just hit you with the. <laughs> we got to tape his hands together, and we can have a great time doing it. Look, I'm I'm very excited about this because uh, fantasy sports brings people together. You can talk about your team. You can talk about what went well, what didn't go well and what mistakes you learned from. I learned a lot from you last year. I tried to use that to then play catch up. Uh, you won first. I won first runner up. So that was exciting in my first year. First second place. First runner up. <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking forward to it, Steve. And, and the good news is the MLS fantasy app is back. It's live. It is live. I was that big nerd that already set my first team up for the week, which will probably change four to five times from now until opening day on March 2nd. But yes. very excited to do this with you, Steve. Yeah, uh, I can't recommend the MLS, the app enough for fantasy use because the MLS app is, uh, it's one of those things I would always, I would look at it constantly just to check my lineup during the week. I'd sort of think, you know, oh, I, I heard a little bit about this guy. I heard something about this. Hot I, tip on rumor, uh, yeah. rumor mills going on on Twitter. This guy's going to start. This guy's not going to start. This guy's got a little knock, you know, that stuff. And and you can just instantly open up your your phone wherever you are at a party. You can ignore people. It's, it's great. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Jamie, let's talk a little bit about how MLS fantasy works and how it's different. You know, when I got into fantasy, uh, it was Yahoo sports, fantasy football. You draft a bunch of guys, you don't know what you're doing. And then you're stuck with those guys for the whole season. That is not how MLS fantasy. Absolutely works. not. And that is the beauty to this game. So starting out this season, you get a hundred million dollars, Steve. I get a hundred million dollars. You have a hundred million dollars right amazing. now. I actually have zero because I've now spent a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I did that while sitting uh, in my bathroom. That's neither here nor there. We got my team set up for the week. And this is great because if you don't like the team, guess what? You can trash him next week. You get a fresh start. Never play him again. That's right. Adios, you're never on my team again. Guy who cost me this week gave me a red card in the first two mi 10 minutes. Oh, Minus man. points. Oh, man. Can't be having that. I still haven't forgiven Daniel Shalloway for that last year. In a double game week. It, red card the first game of double game week. I was playing catch up to you oh, at man. that point. Yeah. I couldn't be happier with Daniel <laughs> Shalloway for pulling that off. Great stunt he pulled. Uh, no, and so that's, that's the beauty of it is it's week to week. It changes. If you have a good week, your players will go up in value. 
if they have a bad week and a bad couple of weeks, there is an algorithm to how it plays out. But that's a couple of weeks into the season and mm-hmm. diving deeper into it, which we will get to. But for now, we'll keep it very surface level. You will be able to change players. They'll go up and down in value based on the week. Then you will be able to play with that money next week. So if you have 10 players that go up by 0.5, quick math, Steve. Uh, five million. Very good. That sounded like it ended with a question mark. You have an extra five million. <laughs> I'm in the humanities, not the sciences. Not, not in the accounting department. No. We uh, So then you'll have $105 million to go with next week. If the players, if 10 of your players do bad and they go down by 0.5 million, Steve. If you go down five million, there it is. Gosh, you're going to learn something too when you listen to it. Basic math, and so then you only have ninety five million dollars to work with next week. So it's exciting, it's fun, it's very different. As you mentioned, you're not stuck with these guys. You will be able to change it, and it's pretty fun because you can pick up to three guys from the same team. A little bit change of a a rule from last year. Last year you could have four guys from each team. Three this year from the same team. And Steve, you're a guy that likes to use Minnesota United players. You like to use everybody. Do you have a theory on who you like to pick, who you prefer to have in your lineup? Is there something, what's the method to the madness that's won you the Minnesota United League two seasons running now? <clears throat> well, thank you. As the champion of the Minnesota, okay, I am, I'm talking a lot of smack about this, but I have, I'm sure I could do terribly this year for sure. I just want to put that out front. I have no secret sauce on this, but I will say that I think early on this question of the salary and growing the salary, that is very big because if you can pick those guys, if you can find those diamonds in the rough, uh, some of those guys who you think maybe are a little undervalued and then uh, watch their, their salary grow, you know, for a couple of weeks, you can suddenly end up having enough money to spend $10 million on virtually every position. Whereas, you know, the floor is 4 million. Nobody's less than four. You know, the top end guys are going to get up to 12, 12.5, I think maybe. Uh, so you're looking for those guys who are a little undervalued, who can grow that salary, especially early in the season. Like early in the season, the, 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 the spring section is longer than the fall section. So you have a little more time to sort of build up that cap. Um, if you can get enough of a lead, with, you know, on that cap, uh, on that salary that you have, that allows you to just play the best guys almost every week. So um, that's the thing that I would strongly recommend for anybody is trying to find, you know, find a couple of those guys who are going to get you the points, but find those guys who are going to grow it. And what makes a player the best player? Let's go position by position. So as a goalkeeper, what makes, what do you look for in a goalkeeper? Is it just shutouts? Is it shutouts plus saves? What all is it that makes a good goalkeeper? I mean, I think shutouts, you're almost always looking in a goalkeeper for the guy who's going to give you the best chance to shut out. Um, aside from double game weeks, which we'll talk about when there's a double game week. We'll to get to that, with. yeah. Um, and this, this feeds into defenders as well, is you want to look to play guys who are going against teams that haven't scored. Um, and that's, that's a little harder to tell right now. Obviously teams have had, there's been shakeup, you know, some teams that probably that didn't score very well last season, uh, are going to do better this, this season. But, uh, based off of what we know right now, a team like Orlando, uh, you know, like didn't, you know, allowed a lot of goals, <laughs> right? Um, a team like new England didn't score a ton of goals. Colorado didn't score a ton of goals. Those, those teams are probably going to be a little different now. Colorado's obviously added some more offensive firepower, but Early in the season, all we can go off of is is, is what we have already seen. So, um, what we saw last season. So, it, defenders and goalkeepers look for those matchups. Look for home matchups. That's the other thing. It's a lot easier to pull the shutout at home. That's um, a good point. Which is an, a general. Generally, overall, if you're trying to decide between two guys and one is playing at home and one is playing on the road, take the guy who's playing at home. Pro tip. That is a very good point. So that's goalkeeping. Defending now. Do you like to? 
double up if you have a goalkeeper that you think is has the best chance, maybe at home against a team that's been struggling to score, which look, this is week one. We don't know who those teams are just yet, but keep this in mind as you go through the year. Do you like to double up and get defenders on that team as well as what goalkeeper, or do you like to mix it up and go one player per team along your back line? Um, I mean, I think I end up hammering double game week defenders a lot because the, if, when you have a double game week, which you get more as the season goes on, that is really the point at which those guys, if they're good defenders, they can provide you, they're not going to provide you a ton of points, but if they're providing you three, four, five points, but they do it twice in a week, that's big rather than trying to look for that one guy who's a home run guy. In terms of lining up with a goalkeeper, I don't, I don't tend to worry too much about about that. There's some goal. There's some defenders who I like. I like Anton Tinnerholm. Uh, he was great for me last year. So, and he has a good matchup this week against Orlando. Uh, so that was one of the guys I'm going to be recommending. But um, again, I think it's, you know, find those good defenders, but I, again, early in the season, don't worry about like, Oh, I'm going to shell out for Zussi because don't, don't shell out for your defenders early in the season. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're what right. I would recommend. And, and here's another pro tip that I like to, I like to go with. I think I, I buy heavily into finding guys that play wing back positions that get forward like tenor home, but also to um, guys that get forward. Zeusy's good because he takes set pieces for, for sport yeah. in Kansas city. Set pieces are big. Look for that. That's also, that's also true. If you got a guy, again, if you're trying to make decisions between two guys, like if you have a, I'm skipping ahead. If you have a forward and he takes the penalty kicks for a team and another guy who doesn't take the guy who takes the penalty. Absolutely. Kicks. Take know, that. Things like that guys who, who play the, the set pieces, set pieces, guys that get forward. Like in Columbus, you saw uh, Milton Valenzuela and Harrison awful. Yeah. Spend most of the game in the attacking house when Greg Berhalter coached them. Now maybe a little bit different with Caleb Porter coaching the Columbus sure. crew. We'll have to see. He likes getting his outside backs forward. We saw that in Portland as well, but those guys I like to pick over, maybe say center backs because center backs very reliant on the shutout, but also too, they have to have clearances or blocks and you only get a point for every four of those two or you know, point for every two blocks per se. So it, it's a lot of, of the little things that have to happen throughout the game, but outside backs get forward, get involved in the attack, yeah. can cross in. And if you have a center forward that gets on the end of it, well, then there you go. You're getting assists off of that. You get four points, obviously, for an assist from a wing back. So that's a uh, that's important. I like to get more outside backs in my in my defense. But in midfield, let's let's get to that point because yep. we're less than five minutes to go here in the in the first edition of the fantasy fifteen. We need a horn or like a warning. We do. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're into the second half here. We're going to be coming up on stoppage time before we know it. Yes. What do you look for in midfielders? Are you all attacking guys? Do you like to find a holding midfielder? I love a good holding midfielder. Don't play the track. We don't have the track set yet for it. He's uh, don't do it. Don't do it. That's later. That's still in, that's still in the workshop. Um, I almost never play holding midfielders. I love them as a fan and I love them as I love watching them play, but they just don't tend to generate enough points. You want guys who are active and attacking your midfield is where you really want to load up. In my opinion. I mean, you know, obviously there's some, there's some strikers who are going to give you points consistently. If you have that good matchup for, for Zlatan or one of those guys, it's fantastic. But a good midfielder, you know, a Maxi Morales is like a total, an He's your quintessential, that, so. one of your guys that you can almost set and forget each week and you yeah. can break the bank for, because yeah. he is a guy that scores assists, takes set pieces. I mean, he's that like, was Almarone last year. Absolutely. You know, it was like, if you weren't playing Almarone, like, why were you bothered? Luciano Acosta last year for DC. Acosta was amazing once when you got there. So yeah, as in terms of fantasy production, just ter terrific. So those, those midfielders, I feel like early on, that's where you can spend some of your coin. So, and also a key player or a key thing to look at. If you know a team maybe plays um, three guys up top, 
Maybe they play uh, uh, a midfielder that can kind of go in between. Maybe he's a 10 role, but he's like a second forward. If you can find a midfielder that actually plays higher up the field that's sure. listed as a midfielder, yeah. take that player. Yeah. Because da- Daniel Shallowy for the first half of the season last year was actually listed as a midfielder. But for the most part, he was playing high in Sporting Kansas system, Sporting Kansas City system, and then he was playing up top, scoring goals when he wasn't yes. getting Steve Red card. Yeah, there's a couple Steve, guys Steve like Red that. Cards, but <laughs> right, except for that, Daniel Shalley was a, get, a great player for that. Great player last yeah. year. But, um, Nick, but Lima, he, Nick Lima was also a guy who was yeah, a defender who was often playing in a sort of midfield role, especially late in the season. You saw it in the USMNT also. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, those guys, those guys are good ones to look at in midfielders, forwards that are categorized as midfielders. Um, and you'll learn that as the weeks go on, which players are going to play maybe a little bit higher than what they're listed. Uh, finally, forwards. It's all about goals up top, isn't it? It's all about goals. I mean, there's not there's not too much to to question there. Again, the, the penalty kick thing is is one thing to look for. If That's a forward, great point. If your forward is taking penalties, then then take that guy. Um, take Joseph Martinez, basically, if you Every can't week. come up with anything else. Bet the mortgage on him scoring. <laughs> what about uh, with your forwards? You're obviously looking the guys are scoring goals. Um, you're going to spend your most money there. How do you pick your captain who gets double the bonus point, double points as your captain? The uh, captain is a lot of matchup. I mean, it was almost always Amaron last year. <laughs> Again, although Martinez isn't a bad bet. Forwards can be a little bit more feast or famine. Again, I think your midfielders, guys like Maxi Morales, again, are going to be a great captain choice. Um, th- there's... It, it, some of that stuff you is, is matchup based, but it's basically, you're going to get double points. It's better to bet on the, the, the steady double than to sort of try to risk it on Zlatan or somebody who might be a little bit more, either he has a ton of points or, or, or not or he's in it as involved. So. Absolutely. And, uh, I only have one steadfast rule because of my belief in Minnesota United and never wanting to cheer against my favorite team. I will never play somebody that is playing against Minnesota United. And I have to say, Jamie, I admire and I respect that decision, but I don't care. I will play anybody. Some I would no say <laughs> I am a better man than you for that. You're probably Some a better man, that. but you're, that's also why you're the first runner up. That so. is that's <laughs> probably exactly why. So as we get to the final minute of the show, I'd like to give you my early, very knee jerk reaction to the team uh, being the players being listed team of the week that I have, which will probably change from now until next week. Um, you haven't been able to set your lineup yet because you're more meticulous. That's probably why you won. You want to go in later in the week. <laughs> sure. For me, I'm going Stefan Fry, Nuhutolo, Jack Elliott, Austin trusting the back, two Sounders, two Philadelphia Union players there. In the middle, Barrios, Chris Mueller, Paxton Pomicall, Luciano Acosta. I'm back on the Acosta train. Up top, Rui Diaz, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and I'm going to ride the hot hand in New York. A couple great goals. Mitrita. Their new forward. I was going to say Mitrita definitely, I think, is one to look out for. Um, Paxson Pomacall is going to be, I think, is going to be a great player. He's going to be your undervalued player that I think yeah. that rises because th- he's going to get significant playing time this I th- year. I think he, I think he's one of those guys. So, And then my bench fills out with a couple other players that are $4 million players because I'm saving the salary cap. Fill your bench with $4 million players this for this week. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, my solemn vow is to keep this podcast to 15 minutes. And because I'm a man of my word, we've come to the end, my friends. For Jimmy Watson and Minnesota United, I'm Steve McPherson. And remember... Don't let your fantasies be dreams. Make your dreams come true.